When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got nards. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. What's up? Welcome back to a bonus episode. Wait, Nate didn't say hi. I don't. He's do not the gonna thing. say. Anything. I don't do the oh, thing. God damn it! Why doesn't Nate get to do the thing? No, I, I can't. Want to. I don't want, I want to. Nate in the intro. Nate's here too. Just I'm also up. here. Hello. Can that be our don't hello me for this episode? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> da, 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 da. Do you want to go again? I just want to edit all. No, that. that's fine. No, I'll that's just fine. Edit it. All right. Um. Don't edit it. It's perfect. It's gold. <laughs> this is gold. radio gold radio already. Gold. Are we really? We're dancing for radio this early in the <laughs> yes. episode. Jesus. Yes. This is what happens when, as you can it's tell, gold, we bring Joe Costal on. It's gold. I'm back. It it's is me. Yeah. It is I would the, have an intro, wait, but is this, nobody asked me. Is no. this Joe? I don't know why from you're here. JoeCostal.com. This is me. Yeah, Joe from from Daddy. You can learn more about me from Cookbooks. Joe Costal. Oh my. Gosh. Yeah, Barrel Barrel I can't I wait for the hundredth thriller joke. <laughs> hey, I don't do a lot of those on the air. <laughs> That's just for you privately, Nate. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um wow. <laughs> it's nothing like my visual jokes, a podcast. All my visual jokes on a podcast. And and boy, if if you didn't know us any better, you'd think we were cool because on a Saturday night we've got a table full of people for Nobody the first knows. time. Arguably, this is Saturday ever. night. Yeah. This could be Wednesday morning. Bro. It is Wednesday morning. There you go again, breaking the fourth wall, Marissa. Oh, shit, you Jordan know me. Moskowitz is here from JordanMoskowitz.com. <laughs> Charlie Costal from Charlie Costal. That's right. We have a very special guest. So Charlie Charlie is actually the executive producer of Daddy Film School. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we actually we actually borrowed him straight from yeah straight from childhood. Because we figured, <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight out of childhood. Yep, you are. And we figured, what better way to yes. authenticate what, the experience? What more appropriate topic than this R-rated right. horror movie? When you right. think, no, when you think about it, we needed a child for this movie. We did. So this is a movie yeah. about being a child. And we needed a child not in the way that you guys needed children. We needed a child just because. How do you normally right. need children, Marissa? The way that you want <laughs> to eat them. How else? To eat their fear. To eat them with their delicious fear. Um, Why do you think she only has two kids now? This <laughs> is a rotating third that gets eaten. Hardy heart. Come on. All the adults, we do taste so much better when we're. Afraid. That's what I hear. That's, <laughs> that's, what that's I, true. It's you know truth. who else knows that? The Gordon's fisherman also knows that. <laughs> what? Yes. Those fish sticks were children for years. You didn't know that? That's why you trust him. That's why no one, only all the children, trust him. My God, we've already taken so many dark oh, turns. The, oh, so what? The Gordon's Fisherman Company's parent company is going to sue us? Is that? Well, I mean, who do you think sponsors the- this show? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a pause now for, <laughs> for a commercial break for Gordon's Fish Sticks. Well, I'll tell you who's not going to sponsor the show now. Yeah, thanks <laughs> Thank a lot. Very much. Who's the Gordon Fisherman's main competitor? There isn't. Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> 
They meet on the field of battle constantly. Wait, the Jolly Green Giant cans vegetables. Uh, well, believe it or not, we are actually here to talk about something other than Gordon's fishermen and children. I don't know why. Yeah. We could keep going on this for like three hours. Into eating children. Speaking of eating children. Speaking of eating children, we're here to talk about it. Yep, that's right. And more specifically, we're here to talk about it, the new movie. And we're also going to be on a watch list after this episode, everybody. So Why? Just because so you we know. said children wind up in a giant net. Like, <laughs> we're talking about a movie where literally children are, have their arms ripped off and then are dragged into sewers. Yes. But we're going to be on the watch list, seriously? <laughs> well, Stephen King's on there, too, for sure. Well, St- so Stephen King tweeted this week, and not, I, I, know we have a, I know we have a show call, uh, we have a show running to do here. I'm not trying to get in the way of the production value of Jersey Ghouls. Right. But Stephen, did you guys see Stephen King tweet about the sex? I, I didn't. Did he? Yeah. See that? Why was it I even? I don't understand why everybody is ahead. making this big deal about it. it it's oh. not in the movie. It's never going to be in the movie. Everyone knows. And now everybody's freaking out because everybody is starting to read the book now that the movie came out. And they're freaking out because there's a child orgy in it. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, so, it's a, I mean. So yeah, King but, said... If he had written the book today, he would not have included that scene, number yes. one. He said, number two, that um, sensitivities have changed, but that the scene was originally intended to be a metaphor about transitioning, about the many ways in which the book's about transitioning from I figured childhood that, I to... I figured that out all on my own. Yeah, that's good, Neat. But I haven't read you, the book. I'm good you, at reading say, Is that what you yeah. thought? I haven't read the book, but is Pennywise raping people now? No. 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 no, they're raping no. each other. No. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> she's sexual. She, they don't need the men. It's, it's not entirely consensual. It's not entirely. No. Two of them it said no. Consensual. Two of them said yeah, no, and fair. Bev got super rapey on both she, Ben right. and it Eddie. Listen, Jackie. It's well. not about the sex. It was not about the sex. It was it was an instrument for change. But Stephen King doesn't have the the presence of mind to be like, oh wait, they're all eleven years old. Yeah, they're instruments, yeah. all right. And you know Hi-yo. what? I feel like I just feel like that subject is just it's a moot point to even talk yeah, about. And a people are like totally it's a getting. Point. It's a moot point. Because it's a moot point, right? The book's like yeah. the book's like eleven hundred pages long. This is like three pages of the entire. I book. love though that no one said to Stephen King, "Hey, you know how you can get this book down to one thousand ten pages? Cut out the cut child, the orgy. weird child porn scene, Stephen. No, because no, because no, he was word, no, 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 wait, no, 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 because he was hot. Letters. He was hot. He was hot yeah, like Hansel. He, he, he was hot like Hansel. So hot no right now. Tell him what to do. My other big ish is why does nobody ever talk about the really horrifying homosexual scenes with the sociopath kid? Why does everybody get caught up? Remember them? Oh yeah, like Patrick Hostetter. There's one, and I I don't. David Hasselhoff. No, Patrick. Patrick Hostetter. It's. It's certainly worse than the the con- well no it's consensual too it's just he freaks out because he doesn't want to be a gay kid and he punches Patrick in the face and let's face it there's nothing in it that comes near the homoeroticism of stand by me so oh, Jesus that's <laughs> the truth yeah all right so let's let's talk about this new movie yeah let's stop talking about this book let's yeah. throw this book we've, in we, the yeah, garbage we talked about the book ban it for five hours every place that we will be ever sold. So we have all at the table seen the new cinematic release of it. Cinematic release. 
Yes, true. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. You were like, this is cinematic release. Well, I'm but. just trying to differentiate because it's not a remake. <laughs> you know, it's not the new version. You know, it's, it's, it is no, what it right. is. It no. is. And it is the first it's cinematic release of this movie. That's yes. true. Yeah. And so the first thing we need to talk about is the fact that some half of the half of the room says good stuff. The other half of the room was sorely disappointed. And then there were those of us who just took some serious issue, but also really enjoyed. So let's talk about that. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. There was definitely a handful of flaws, and I definitely had some complaints about it. But Overall, for being a scary movie, I thought it worked. I thought it did well. I'm trying to pretend that I have not watched the miniseries 500 times and that I haven't recently read the book. Going in, if you are completely unknown to all of that, I think this is this is a damn near flawless movie. Wow. Yeah, but being who we are and you know what we've been through with this movie, uh, it was good, but far from perfect. I feel like... <clears throat> this movie has a bunch of cool set pieces that are mishmashed, arranged in a weird, like, it didn't make sense. It wasn't, like, set up like a movie, like, beginning, middle, end. It was, like, here's a whole bunch of, like, scenes of cool things happening, like, good tension, good scares, and then it just kind of, like, fizzles at the end because there's not enough time to really give it the attention that it needs instead of... Well, I think they just wanted Pennywise in it as much as possible. So they just included as many scenes with Pennywise as possible. And then it ended up hurting the, the, the final project because it didn't have all the elements that it needed. Well, I saw the movie, but I haven't read the book. And I liked it because I was creeped out by a couple things. Um, the dancing re was really weird. That part, I, I didn't really get it. But when he when he took baby out of the corner, though, that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was really powerful. We all float when we do the lift, baby. I, That's how we float. I don't know enough about the book to say that like it was bad. So I liked it. I thought it was thrilling. I liked it. Cool. I like Pennywise. I'm gonna do my kind of dancing with a great partner. Um, I did not like it. Was that your pet? Wait, was that your Patrick Swayze? That was more that was Krusty the Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't supposed to be Patrick. That was supposed to be Pennywise, but it was more Krusty the Cloud. Yeah. That was like, yeah. that was that was like it Pennywise. Was like, actually, it was Krusty. Like Humphrey Bogart. It's like Krusty when Krusty does the Groucho Marx interviews. You know no, it's about? like Pennywise after a smoke with Krusty. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Good job. I did not like the movie. I did not. I agree with Nate. I think it was barely a movie at all. I think it was a series of jump scares. I think it was designed to be a series of jump scares. I think it was under developed in every way I wanted it to be developed. Just like my high school girlfriend. Hi um, and I think Ew. that it really missed a couple of key marks that it hinted at, but just as Nate hit the nail on the head, they wanted too much Pennywise. And so because they wanted so much Pennywise, they, they sacrificed other things and it would have made it a much more enjoyable movie for me. I thought that the miniseries was much better. What? I think, I think it is barely filmable to begin with, and I don't think that the source material is Stephen King's best to begin with as well. I will say that I thought the production quality was excellent. I thought the movie was really beautifully lit. The sound was amazing. Just like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you guys in these oh, jokes? Oh, it's good stuff. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm here all night. And uh, yeah, so we'll get to the rest of it later. 
Uh, there was a lot of things I think that they danced around. Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> that, see what I, you did that there. I really wanted to see developed. I thought would have been a, made for a much better movie, but they just they were too busy stringing together a barrage of attacks on the kids. And I will tell you that the problem with the horror movie is once you know that there will be a scare in every scene, it ceases to be scary. Because now where's the suspense? There is no ambiance. There's nothing. Learn how to make a movie, people. Go watch some movies, and then you come back to me after you've seen some movies that are atmospheric and scary. The movie was totally off, and just, uh, why? Uh, halfway through, I was like, what am I doing here? You know what? I, I don't think it's it's as much of like, uh, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But I thought that, first of all, I think they were smart to bring in a lot of um, ja- one, some of the big names in Japanese horror because Japanese horror f- directors understand that idea, Joe, and they they try to I think do what we don't do yet as American uh, directors. So I think they them coming in and working on this film was important. And I, when I looked at original scripts for this, it was so bad because it was trying too hard to capture too much of the book. And I think you're right. I think you can't capture that book on film. So if I can take away that element, I think, I mean, it was, a, for what it was, it was fun. I had a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I Absolutely. mean, granted, I was sitting with you guys, so I was going to have a f- good time no matter what I was watching. But, like, I I, la- I was, like, I was into it. I jump scared a couple times, which, again, jump scares aren't the kind of horror that I go for. But they, they worked, you know? And at the end of the day, it was a fun little romp. And if I can emotionally detach myself from Stephen King and it and all of that, which you guys have been teaching me how to do on this podcast, I loved it. But I'm going to say the feminist part of me is really fucking mad that they would take Bev and make her have to get rescued. And that, to me, b- between that and what they did with Mike, I just thought that I couldn't believe that in, in 2017 we're going to have – Bev have like we're gonna have the mansplained version of Bev, so that really, really was off-putting to me. But other than that, I enjoyed it. I thought the kid actors were awesome. I thought Pennywise was effective, and you know, to to heck with it. A couple jump scares for my dollar, I'll take it. I would be happy beginning with acting because I thought the acting in the movie was actually really good. Yeah, it was excellent. I I went into it thinking that knowing that what's his name Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Okay. <laughs> that He's got a good name. He does. Yeah. Well, no, I went into it obviously knowing him from Stranger Things, thinking that he was going to be like the best one. And while he was great, to me, he was second best to the kid who played Eddie. Eddie. Eddie was so good. Amazing. And I loved, uh, I love that they made him stronger. I love that they made him not this frail, little, weak, you know. I don't know. There was just something about him that he he played way different than I expected him to, and I loved every minute of Eddie. Hands down, my favorite. Oh, and I loved the Ben too. I just like he was yeah. how I pictured him in the book. I just wanted to like hug him and take him home, and you know, like yeah, he was just adorable. They still like took like all of Ben's importance away from him. Like, like that's the thing. Like all these act. Okay, we're talking about acting. I'm gonna get derailed already. And yeah. I'm not gonna. No, do you're it. right. I'm not we'll gonna do acting it. first, and we'll I'm talk. I'm not gonna characters. do it. We'll yeah. talk about it later. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård, amazing as Pennywise. Amazing as Pennywise. Sounds well, like a like a like a like a, like a sound of music revival, uh, like a sound of music cover band. But yeah, yeah he was really good. He was amazing, yeah. and I think that he captured what I imagined Pennywise to be like way more. And I think that's partly because of the script, and they didn't give him as much time to like mug to the camera as like Tim Curry, because Tim right. Curry every single scene he's like, and you float too, and then he like flips out of the screen. You should really think about a career in that, by the way. You're, <laughs> I think you'd be, I think you'd really nail so it. Yeah, I got I, my, after seeing it, and 
you know, obviously going in, I was one of the ones that said I enjoyed the miniseries. To me, it's kind of like how we have all those different James Bonds. And there are some good, and there are some that aren't as good. And how we have all the different Jokers in these iterations of Batman. It's kind of hard to, for me, it's kind of hard to compare, oh, well, you know, Tim Curry did, you know, he's better, or Bill Skarsgård is better. Totally. Because they're two completely different animals. They're, they're coming at it completely yeah, differently Yeah, absolutely. As well. So I can't even say, like, I can't even do a fair comparison. Uh, right, uh, right. And I, I can't think trust it, myself. Because yeah. I, was, I was, I'm, what, 10 when, what, 87 was the first 90. One? No, 90. Okay, yeah. So I'm 13 yeah. or 12, whatever, when the first one comes out. I mean, Tim Curry scared me. Yeah. You know? yeah I and, mean, and, and it was scary in a way that this was never going to be scary. I haven't seen the full Tim Curry one, but I've seen, like, how he does it. And it was, like, for me, not seeing it and, like, not being alive in the 90s, <laughs> it's very different. I feel like Bill Skarsgård yes. was more effective to me because this is the first It movie that's come out in my lifetime. And seeing him is, like, whoa. And he's, like, hiya, Georgie. It's, like, in the beginning. But then seeing him in, like, Tim Curry in 1990, it's, like, different for me. Right, and I think that that's both because he, you're coming from a place of knowing who Tim Curry is before you see that movie. Yeah, I, I saw Rocky I th- Horror before I saw it, so. Mm-hmm. I think it's also because you're at the point in your life where, like, this stuff is going to be more impactful. Like, we've all seen hundreds of horror movies. It's going to take a lot more to get us to that place when meanwhile we saw this the first time and we had no we had no idea like of a crazy killer clown before so that was that right. was that like sticks in your mind that's it's a very yeah. unique thing like you know? and let's not forget the difference of something being on television in 1990 mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to being in the movies now in the, in the 90s that was it was event television everybody watched it you everybody tuned in and watched that stupid thing and was and was horrified and terrorized by Tim Curry in that way you know that you can't get today you can't get anything to exist that way for him to have any kind of iconic role and Jackie mentioned the Joker and it's perfect it's a perfect comparison because that role is is dying to be messed up because so many people have done it in so many different ways the, Curry's Pennywise is such an icon that, that for him to have done it as effectively as he did is, is quite a feat I'm a big Bill Skarsgård fan after that. Yeah, he I played I, it he just did, right. He did really good. Like, it was the more, like, Tim Curry was more, like, he was scary, over the top. scary yeah, like, in a fun way, which still made it kind of creepy. But Bill Skarsgård was, like, n- no fun, more, like, all hardcore kind of yeah, Pennywise. Like, and now, that's what scared me more. I disagree, because I feel like there were times in the movie where he was still. A little goofy, and well, actually, no. There was a scene that the dancing you know scene. No, wait, time out. I just need to say this right now. Um, spoiler alert: If you have not seen this movie, you might want to turn the podcast off because we're gonna get go into, watch it and then come back. Yeah, pretty much. Like we're gonna start talking about scenes and we're gonna start digging into stuff. So I should just put that out there that if you haven't seen the movie yet, yeah. spoiler alert: you might want to stop yeah, at this you point. Shouldn't because yeah, because actually, uh, Pennywise is dead the whole time. In this yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. Penny, yeah. Pennywise is Kaiser yeah. Sose, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And no, um, but no, so the scene in particular, like, I, I did enjoy, because you have Pennywise, when he's encountering children, how he drools. 
how he is scaring them and he can sense it and he starts to drool and he is like there is no that's what scared me more than tim curry's right like there is no fun in games there but at the same time in that scene when mike is getting the shit beat out of him by henry bowers and he turns and mike sees pennywise who is chomping on an arm and then pennywise waves to him with the arm that he was just chomping on like there is still a little bit of that yeah but silly tim that i enjoyed but i'm glad that it was played more straight scary as opposed to <laughs> yeah like that that's the kind of goofy that still scares me but then like when when like scenes happen and uh then tim curry pops out and he's like <laughs> it's like less scary goofy and more just like goofy. goofy i think also the just the way that the costume design was done tim curry's pennywise was very much like what clowns look like to us like that was very much the you know it's since bozo the clown came around with the very colorful poofy pants and the hair and i feel that Skarsgård, the way that he was his costume was designed was a much more harlequin har- a much more harlequin and i don't old timey like, yeah no i don't want to <laughs> like i don't want to sit here and sound pretentious and be like well in commedia dell'arte there was but no seriously his was a very much more tra- traditional and renaissance costuming of of a clown of a joker and and i thought that carrying. worked so well because pennywise is supposed to have existed since you know what like the 1700s is when he first came and that's the way that clowns were dressed at that time yeah that might be a little bit too much credit though because you're also backing this movie has 30 years of intense social clown phobia behind it that the 90 miniseries almost creates yeah and doesn't doesn't have writing behind it It certainly so yeah i think that for the book it was all like you know serial killers of the time john wayne gacy and stuff like that like kind of like just like I don't know. It could be possible that clowns a serial killer, um, but yeah, I think that the original. I mean, I think it's more the miniseries. I think everyone saw that miniseries, and that's why this is doing so well right now. Oh yeah. But I, but I, what I'm saying is, I think that that miniseries started the whole like, oh, clowns are scary. They are not fun, and well, and, we- and people exist today with the cl- clowns just aren't what they were. Well, we can't years we ago. can't discredit the amazing. Killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we just lost our whole clown audience, Joe, so thanks for that. So let's talk a little bit about the characters then themselves, because I think that's a good place yeah. to, to head. All right, um, time to start getting down. On yeah, this. yeah, now we're going to get angry. Yeah, now, so, now, now is where we tear the movie now to Now shit's shreds. going down. Yeah, no, I, and I think that they did, I mean, uh, other than a few gripes, I think they did the best they could at taking this very carefully, very overly elaborate relationship between all these kids and putting it on the screen. I don't think they botched it up that badly, did I, they? I think that, well, no. For the most part, I think that they did a pretty good job at moving these characters ahead 30 <laughs> years and repurposing them for this new movie. Um, but I think that uh, Mike and Stan both got blundered, and I think Ben got blundered, too, in certain aspects. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think they did. I think they did a good job with with Bill and Richie um, and Richie. Ed's. Yeah. I loved this Richie. And Bev. I, I, For the most part, Bev, too. I disagree yeah. about Bill. They did, they did thing with, with Roy. Oh, I thought this Richie was so good. I loved him so much. But I, I may know. also be biased because I love the kid from Stranger Things. They practically said to the audience, you know Stranger Things? 
Just pretend these kids are those kids. No, they and didn't. It'll be all right. Stop it. It's the eighties, and they ride Stop around it. on their bikes. That's what you did in the eighties. Yeah, no Not shit. Me. I was there too. What I'm saying <laughs> is that no, a movie doesn't he get didn't to ride say, his bike. He's lying. "Oh, we're gonna ride off of the immense popularity of this, and just and no, just that's hope absurd. that you see." Dude, These adorable sh- geeks, they did not develop those characters sh- at that's all. Not that's true. unfair. That's, that's unfair, un- though, that's because, unfair. like, people are craving for movies like Goonies and, like, stuff like that. Right, and, and they assumed that you would walk in and take all that in. And you did. And did not need to develop it on their own at all. All of a sudden, they're in a canyon in the river together, and they're the bestest of bet. They figured it out. Where does that happen exactly in the movie? At no point in the movie that's, do they become friends. They don't. They the don't build. They don't build to the build dam. their relationship yeah, at true. all. They don't build. And that's where I think no way to like build up all the best scenes of the book are missing. They're gone. The, the 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 rehashing of the fears, the things they did together to become the Losers Club. The Losers Club just happened, and they and they the producers made. I'm telling you, a very conscious decision to say the only people who are watching this movie either a read the book or b love Stranger Things and the Goonies and all these other movies enough that they're just going to embrace that that's who these these characters are. And I'm sorry, you don't get to do that. They can only develop the relationship so much. For fans of the book, you're never going to be satisfied with the developing the depth of the characters, the depth of the relationships. And hey, they've got to save something for the sequel anyway. Right? So Lord knows they better figure something out because that part of the book is up. Number two, but I'm not speaking as fans on. of the, a fan of Some the of book it is. only. I'm speaking as a fan of someone who sits in a movie theater and wants to see a good movie. You okay, you're totally right, Jordan. And and, and I know that this is not the time to say this, but I, I don't think you can film this movie. Number one, I, I, do, I just don't think this movie is conducive to working in this format, and here we are trying it again. This is a movie that is about uh, – what's cool about this concept is that how it breeds on your fear. You need to know something about the character's fear for that to mm-hmm. work, and that's why it is a 1,000 pages long. You guys just read it? It's well, a lot about no, what the does, thing is that scared the kids that Pennywise is – um, yeah, but sometimes it's manifesting. Sure, yeah, manifesting. This was made by HBO. They would have been able to do that. Yeah, like, but you're not going to squeeze been. all that into maybe two hours. What's going to sell the most tickets? What's going to bring in a hundred million dollars in your first weekend? And that's your jump scares, and that's a scary clown, and that's something that they can package together and market. And yeah, the movie did incredibly well. That's and great, that's but playing make it off good. of. The, the idea that we do know the Losers Club in 2017. We don't need to establish it. I don't, I don't, I'm not offended by that because the Losers Club is the Losers Club is, right, is the exactly. Losers Club. So, Joe, what are you offended for? Because you know these characters, so this was perfect for you, right? Because no, you already have that backstory. You know it. You, you've you've re- read it. You've experienced it through the, the miniseries. And you, you come into this experience with that, and you can just right. enjoy it for the, what it the is. The tropes are all there, right. so are why reinvent the wheel? that didn't read the book and didn't see the miniseries and don't have that backstory? Yeah, no, I, I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that I don't I don't think it works. It's a metaphor for your life. <laughs> That's fine. Wait. I'm saying I don't think it works. So maybe it is really just something to bring people in. Like if they're not going to develop the characters and they're not going to do anything that the book did, then really it could just be a scary clown movie. The it doesn't have fine. to be Pennywise. So th- it doesn't have to be Billy. It doesn't have to be Richie. The characters could all be interchangeable, and it'd be the same movie. That's great. But it, it the title "It" is just gonna for bringing people in, really. It, the movie to me was tonally off, because, the banter among the kids, didn't fit the terrorizing barrage of scenes that came. But that's the book too, though. No. Almost interlaced with it. 
yeah, in, in but quick yeah, succession. Yeah, it kind of is the book, too, because sometimes things just happen, and you're like, why is this happening? Like, the whole scene with Mike and the bird chasing him comes out of nowhere. Like, you're like, why is there a bird? You don't even understand it until, like, three or 400 pages later when he's like, oh, yeah, I was watching Rodan or something, but it wasn't even Rodan. It was just a bird. It's just a big one bird. Of, one of the things that, like, this this whole thing that we've under, undertaken with it has, like, kind of spiraled me into is questioning that my, 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 like, love for Stephen King. Because looking at the book, the book is tonally off. Mm-hmm. And and the book to me has mo- I have more problems. W- I can't believe I'm even saying this because I've loved Stephen King for as long as I can remember. But I have more qualms with the book than I do with this adaptation. Like, and that's that's sad. And I don't know if maybe I'm just jilted and and old. But like, I just feel like I just reread the book and I I watching this movie. I felt satisfied. I thought they did a, a, for what they were attempting. I thought they did it really well. And I think that. I loved Richie. I wish the Richie from the book, uh, the movie could have been the Richie from the book. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that given the, the the having to walk the line of doing creepy shit with kids in 2017 where you're not allowed to do creepy shit with kids, they did a lot of creepy shit with kids. Yeah. And they had a lot of, yeah. Like, uh, violence I'm sorry. against children is great. We love it. Right. You know? When, was the, last, when right. was the last time you saw a kid get their arm ripped off on, on anything? Or, or like, you know, kids get like, like you know. You like, love it, Joe. No, I, I, I don't. I disagree. I think that that's what I mean. I don't. I, I think that the. I don't know that I would have chosen to make that opening scene more graphic. I think that's another one of the decisions. I just think it was was off and didn't make the movie any. It didn't make the movie any better than any of the iterations of this story. I don't like it the novel either. It, I mean, it's nowhere near one of my favorite Stephen King books. I, I've always thought that that book was had trouble. I think it's a really cool idea for a novel that King, that just didn't never really came together in the right way because what do you do with it once you have it in place? So I, I feel I feel but, like it is more like a David Lynch movie where like it's concepts that he's going after and not necessarily like characters and plot and motivations. It's just stuff that like kind of develops naturally as he explores like ideas. Yeah, and and I will admit that. Uh, Fifteen years ago, I might have felt differently, but watching that movie today, at the age I'm at, in the age, in the in the place in parenthood I'm at, I, it was it was tough for me to get through. It was tough for me to watch a a child who is the age of one of my sons, you know, be terrorized in that way and then graphically murdered. I think that 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 scene, what's scary, what's horrifying about that scene, has nothing to do with Georgie's arm being ripped off. It has everything to do with the tone and the atmosphere and the idea of what of that of that of the safety of the danger of Pennywise in an otherwise really I- idyllic environment. It's not idyllic. It's not idyllic. It's that town it's is suburban. Corrupt. Right, no, you that don't town know is that at the yes, start of the do. story. Yes, you do. That town's super corrupt. You don't know that in the first. The 25 first thing pages that happens of- is not Georgie getting his arm ripped off. That's not the first thing that happens in the book. No, we're talking about the movie. We're not talking about the book. Yeah, I'm. Uh, th- either way, I. But I mean, even just... in, even in the even in the movie, like the first thing it shows, this lady sees this kid like digging down into the sewers, and she's just like, eh, and she goes away. But that, but that, but that is by far the most interesting thing in that movie. The scene when they drive by, mm-hmm. and and Eddie is it Eddie who get, who's standing ben. there? Ben. Ben's wondering. Why these adults are not looking at him, and there's this moment where they make eye contact, mm-hmm. and the and the adults are sort of creepy and look away. 
that's the most interesting thing about it and they don't bother to develop it. It's not there at all. Why not tell me? L listen to what you're saying about the town and the corruption and everything is wrong, but the movie doesn't explore that. It sounds like you wanted M. Night Shyamalan to Joe's opinions, just like Crazy Clouds are bringing the stage, Joe's opinions bring in the bring in the controversy. I'm bringing out the best in all of you right now. No, by far. My strongly worded, my strongly worded opinion is, is, is I'm I telling know, you, I, I don't I, think the movie I understand works. what you're going for, but I don't think that like. I think that that stuff is the only reason they they are able to do that is because they have so much time to delve into like the history of dairy and like have so many more scenes where adults are like seeing things happening ignoring them i but, think i mean like it's like what like four or five times in the book that happens yeah like it's, it's not that much but joe any movie that can make you sit there and go shit as a parent this really puts me at like I'm really uncomfortable. I'm un I'm uneasy because like I think about like the Devil's Candy and how, I, I mean it wasn't the greatest movie ever, but holy cow, as a parent, was I just literally like clenching my own stomach while watching that movie, and it did the same thing to me. I was like, this makes me like now that I can't be Charlie watching it little, and now that I can't be you know, twelve year old me, as parent me, I'm sitting here going, holy fucking shit. And to me, that's got to be a feather in its cap. It's, it's got to be a, a testament to the directors because they, they were able to make me appreciate it on a, a level that's not the level I have. No, I, I, don't, I don't think I agree with that. I think it's a feather in the cap if you do it and I like the movie anyway. I, and I did. You know, and, I, and, and if you can, I think, and I think for you, like, I think it's almost kind of funny that you're, you're saying that that made you not like it because I think that's horror. Like. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're going to do that, you have an immense responsibility to, to connect me in some other way emotionally. And that And I did not feel like the movie succeeded on that level. Was it a cool clown? I wasn't patronizing Charlie when I said, okay, this is a really good scary clown movie. Because yes, if that's, what the, if that's the premise of what we're doing, 100%. This is an excellent scary clown movie. Bravo. Well done. But this is not, to me, a good film. Because what would have made this a good film would have been some sort of resonance beyond the fact that there was a clown and he was really scary and I and there was lots of booming uh, sounds that came scattering out of nowhere. There's a lot of cool ass scenes, a lot of cool ass scenes. Uh, the door. Dad, you were saying how like you think like the movie can't be like the book can't be put into a movie, but Momo was saying like that the book has some like loose ends. No, for sure. It does. Pennywise, Pennywise yeah. is somewhere laughing laughing at all of us that he can't be like the con any concept that this is put into can't be fully explained in a thousand pages or two hours of a movie he is a cosmic horror he is unfathomable unfathomable ah, unfathomable someone else say it. unfathomable thank you unfathomable by our minds we can't even perceive what he truly is it makes you go into a catatonic state. A Jackie, where, what else should we say? What else can I'm we do here? I'm just my turn to rant because I have oh, a whole, shit. I have a Pre whole Yeah, several. go for it, dude. Like I said, I like the movie. Good for you. But I have, I think the characters is what I have the big problem with. And I think right off the bat, and I know that there's a handful of us that agree, they ruined Mike's character. 
They changed his backstory so unnecessarily, making him an orphan. They took out, and I'm not promoting racism, but they took out the racism. And I think without the racism, they kind of made his character unnecessary. Like, I get it. He's the only black kid in the Losers Club, so he's an outsider to the outsiders. But so is Bev being the only girl. So that's kind of like, you know, I don't know. Almost created. It's almost tokenism that they created it because they couldn't tell the story. Like he fits into that outsiders club because he's the outsider. And I understand that in the book it was 1958. And I guess in 1988 we don't have racism because without all of that, it also made his interaction with Henry Bowers like really, I don't want to say pointless, but you know why Henry Bowers is going after him constantly in the book and in the miniseries. And in this movie, we took out the racism element, and now it's just like, you, I see you, and I hate you so much. And, and it's almost like, like tiptoeing why? around racism made the movie guilty yeah. of being racist somehow. <laughs> like, does that make like, sense? And it's like something that James had said a couple episodes ago about how every member of the Losers Club had their role. Mike was the historian, and they took all of that away from him and gave it to Ben. Plus, I'm reading now that they might make Mike a junkie in the next movie, and oh, my, please don't fucking do that. I, I oh, my God. Please don't I, do that. I, I think I'm you're reading offended. too much into that. I think that, like, he's going to have a problem from trying, like, different psychedelic drugs in order to, because he's researched this thing. I don't think he's necessarily going to be, like, shoot up heroin. Like, no, does I, it matter, I read, though, to I take read the one they, black character and make him a drug addict? Yeah, Jesus Christ. They want... That for him to cope and deal with it, he turns to drugs to cope it was, with it. It was them, you'd be better served to keep that expectation or keep that impression in check because I feel like they're just speaking, because this is like a very off-the-cuff interview, like, oh, the movie's doing good. It's like, yeah, we have ideas. Well, for, and, for and I get that, be. but I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to like it if that's what they do I, with the I character. don't think it's going to be what you think it's going to be. I hope not, and I hope I you're hope right. I hope not, too. And if it is what you think it's going to be, I will be very upset yeah. as well. I'll be um, right there with you. I'm... I'm unhappy with, I don't know, I I don't love the way what they did with Bev. Again, we've mentioned this earlier, the fact that she had to be the damsel in distress. Real quick, the director has been quoted as saying, in the sequel, I want him to be a junkie, a librarian junkie. When the movie starts, he's a wreck. So, I mean, a junkie is a junkie, I right? Know, I, I mean, know, I know what he said. No, he's a I librarian junkie, so he's hooked on libraries. Oh, oh he's hooked on phonics. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's not a politician. He's not going to, like, watch his words act. Hooked on books, not and, drugs, you know, y'all. Like, I, I feel like he just chose poor words to describe what he was trying to explain, and I, I, I'm willing to, like, wait and see a little bit on that. Okay, that's um, So, yeah, so Sorry. I didn't like that Bev was the damsel in distress. Um I get that she was the glue that was holding them together, made evidence by her speech right. when everybody was fighting, and, you know, she's the quote-unquote key that holds them together, and the, hey, audience, you're stupid, she's the key with the key around her neck that she right, wore constantly. Right, just in case you didn't get it, right? I don't know. Like I, I, I said. Know, I don't know if that key was, like, a direct reference to her either, because they showed, like, silver several times. Like, they like, zoomed in on the side of the bike, and the... There was nothing. They didn't do anything. He didn't do the high That we know of. We don't know what they're going to do in the next movie. But but, uh, if I could jump in on Bev, here's wait. Let me say that in a way that's less (laughs) creepy. Everyone else did. Um, (laughs) 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 I am. We're in the sewers. (laughs) Oh yeah. We gotta get out of here. Gotta get out of this podcast. Jump on in. If if it's the only way, you guys. The only way. Um, (laughs) We. (laughs) No other way I can think of. Editors? 
Well, one? <laughs> no, no. with us. <laughs> um, if I could weigh in on the discussion about Bev, here's what I will say. I loved the hair part. I thought that was a really cool, like, little girl taking control of her own power and, and femininity. Um, but, yeah, I just, what the hell, man? First of all, to have her get so easily taken down by Pennywise really pissed me off. To have her not o- overtly, like, be the like the muscle with her slingshot taking that away from her i mean she did have a few really good hits no, i will say for she sure. she was the first one that overcame yeah. all her fears and Fucking got she, she, she bested him twice hell yeah it was she the did. first time in the knee bolt and then the second time in the sewers, right. she was the one putting fucking spikes through. Yeah, heads. she so was badass. she ass. is the first one to conquer fears. But, but to have her need a male to rescue her is the most obnoxious fucking trope in the universe. And to have them use that just made me so angry. And also to have the what woke her up to be like the kiss from the night. Like, seriously? Like, that's that's craziness. I feel like that was another shortcut they took. In order to speed along, because the motivation for them to go down there is just like everyone's like, yeah, we're best friends and we're all doing this together, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this for Georgie and and everything. Like everyone's like all on board because they have all this time to develop this relationship between the kids and everything. So I think I still think it was the worst idea, the worst way to do it. But I, I know I understand yeah. why no, they that's did it. Fair. it was just a way to move the movie along and they didn't think about like how stupid they were being and doing that. No, yeah, that's fair. It official Twitter uh, feed starts an online um, campaign called Which Members of Which Member of the Losers Club Are You? Oh fun. And every day that so it it movie at it movie official at Stephen King retweeted it a bunch of times. It was a little YouTube clip, showed clips of all the Losers Club. There was even an interactive thing where people answered questions, and they were told which member of the club they were. If you look at it official movie, the entire two months leading up to the film, it's all clips of celebrities saying I'm such a loser, making the L sign on their head. I mean, the Losers Club was, to me, the, the, the was uh, was obvious to them was what they were selling this movie on. Pennywise, I guess they thought sold itself. And don't get me wrong, there's pictures of scary pictures of Pennywise, you know, intercut into these promotionals. They knew Pennywise. Everybody knew Pennywise. I think what they were banking on was that the Losers Club was going to ride off this Stranger Stranger Things kind of vibe that the whole world is feeding into right now. But to me, you do that, and then you, I don't know that you really say enough about these kids. And, and the fact that they were so well acted, to me it was almost a shame. I found myself wanting more Losers Club. I know you only get two hours. I get it. I, I understand that how, what, well, how movies are made and what you need to do. But I think you could have gotten rid of a little bit of creepy barrage attack, 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 attack in order to, to see those relationships flesh out just a little bit because they were really charming parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the movie at the school where Bev stands up for um, Ben. It's up NKOTB. Yeah, with the NKOTB thing that was so charming and mm-hmm. so totally tonally on mm-hmm. and a really nice relief from the Georgie scene. The rest of the movie did not progress that way. And if they had kept that recipe in place, 
it would have been a stronger movie. Because I would if I if because I was able to stomach the Georgie scene once I saw the Loser Club come together. They did a little bit about the caring that they had, how they were going to band together. The rock throwing scene was very strong too, I thought, but it just wasn't enough of it. And I thought I at first I was like rolling my eyes at the scene of them all jumping into the uh, the, the what what's that called again? The okay, water, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. the ravine, the ravine. But um, when the when she was like sunning herself, and they were all like, I, I actually liked. I felt like the scene re- redeemed itself because it it hinted at that like exploration of sexuality at that age. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't gratuitous, right? It and I liked I liked like that. Yeah, and it wasn't exploitative, right? Like it wasn't like I loved it. Right, like it was such a like it seemed innocent, right? And. And so I thought, for the most part, when they when they went for that, they they got it. Like I think they did a good. Like I liked that scene because at first I was like, oh, here we go. Here's the montage of them being friends. But it actually was was a sweet scene, and it was daring. I thought for them to tackle what was what can only be described as this ginormously complicated web of childhood sexuality that Stephen King tries to dive into and really fails at it. <laughs> um, I thought they did it in a charming and sweet way. I, I really like the actor that played Richie, and I thought he did a really good job. And I thought he worked, or he, he did as, as best as he could with the script that was given. Okay, so it was kind of a clever nod to the audience when it was Pennywise who said to him, beep, beep, Richie. Pennywise said, to him, said that to him, and it was only said once. And I have a problem with that because the whole beep, beep, Richie thing was... Richie runs his mouth. He's trash mouth Tozier. And beep, beep, Richie is his friends shutting him up and always trying to save him. Like, dude, it, that, that's how they did it. And, and I didn't like that that didn't come up at all in the movie. And like I said, clever nod because it was Pennywise that just one time went beep, beep, Richie. I also, like... And that, that's he, why they... He called himself trash mouth. Like, he was the one that referred to himself as trash mouth. I don't know. I didn't love his script. That's I why I they expect you to have read the book to get that beep exactly. beep. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Which doesn't make sense. Eggs now. Yeah, exactly. I, d- I didn't love there's, that. There's Which is just excuses there for. There's a lot of stuff like that. There was like Easter eggs. Like at a certain point when they're fighting him, he transforms into the mummy for a second. Yeah. yeah. When they're fighting a Nebold house, he turns his arm into a werewolf arm and because slashes of, a bend yeah. because that's what happens in the book. But like they never really, like it doesn't make sense within the context of the movie. It's just kind of like a little wink. You've read yeah. this. You know what's happening here. But then I think that took away from Richie's character because that's kind of the whole. I, I, I think it's a really it took away from all part, their characters. I think it's a really important part of his character because that's that's character development. That's Richie's mouth gets him in trouble. That's why he does all those voices. Like it's all it's all one big. It's all that's his character, and they they took that away from him, and it just it bothers me that they took beep beep away from him. His friends say that to help him again, and this segues into my next complaint about the progression of friendship. We don't get to see it, and I'm with you, and I think we've said this before. I understand it's a two-hour movie, based on if we're going to cut the book in half, let's say 500 pages. So we're trying to shove 500 pages into two hours, but they fell short in showing this progression. This is, I think, the one area where the miniseries shines much more over the movie because they showed that in the miniseries, and you only got three hours of that from start to finish. Jackie, um, what do you? I, I was thinking this too, all of you. What do you think they could have done 
to show that and still have like those Pennywise scenes beyond making the movie like four hours. They needed a scene separate from all the Pennywise stuff before all the Pennywise stuff started happening Mm -hmm. that gave them a reason to know and and be friends. Like they didn't all need to be in it all at once, but they at least needed a core group to have like some kind of bonding scene. With like maybe Ben and and another character right. to bring them into the fold, and then they could keep going from there. But instead, they just like they were like, well, let's go. Keep the scares coming. Yeah, it was like suddenly they were all together, and poof, there's the the losers club. Yeah. Uh, my final my final note is just that I felt like unnecessary plot changes were made. Like they were made for no reason. Like they changed it just because they could change it. Um, I have a problem with Bill. Um, when when the movie starts, Bill is trying to track his brother's body, or maybe he's convinced that Georgie is somehow still alive. But even if he's not, we're just gonna go find Georgie. His whole motivation is either to find Georgie alive or find Georgie dead. But either way, he's gonna find Georgie's body in some form or another. And no, like he is motivated to go after it. And go into the sewers because he's it's revenge. He's avenging his brother's death. He needs to right a wrong, not go find his brother's dead body. And it's like I can't I can't imagine that he's so dumb that he thinks that his maybe his brother is still just survived in the sewers for so long. Or if he's thinking the body is still there, but I don't I just personal opinion, I didn't like Bill's motivation to go into the sewer. Like just suddenly it was, oh, I'm gonna go find Georgie. It wasn't I need to avenge my brother's death. I need to put an end to it. Like, I can't have another older brother feel this way, so I'm going to kill it. And I need my best friends, my losers, to come help me. That was totally lost. Well, I mean, they didn't have Bill have an interaction with it for a while in the movie compared to the book, because the book, he goes up to Georgie's room, and he's looking through the the photo book, and that's when he knows that there's something. There's a clown or something. I can't remember exactly what happens. I think Joji like looks at him in the picture or something. Maybe the winks and, and then ble- the bleeding. And it starts bleeding all over the place. Yeah. And he throws it under the bed. <laughs> but he knows it's something else. Something else. Something supernatural is happening. Yeah, and isn't like in the in the original movie like he ha- Billy has to be like, no, you're not Georgie. You're dead, and it's not my fault. It's Pennywise's. He has to like overcome that. In his he- in his own head, yeah. Because yeah, Pennywise, uh, yeah. Pennywise taunts him with Georgie being his fault and Georgie still being alive, right. Or right. dead and talking to right. him. Right, that's his motivation. Is that he blames himself because he helped Georgie make that boat. He didn't go out with Georgie when he went out to play in the rain, and then Georgie died. So he feels responsible, and and that's that's his way. That's that's his motivation. I'm not saying it's as good as the book. It's not. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I just I thought it, it was a poor choice. It I, is. I, yeah. It is. So is so is Bill kissing Bev at the end. Like it's yeah. a poor choice. It's like well, Ben kissed Bev, so Bill has to kiss Bev too because Team Ben. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because because love triangles have it, to be. Yeah, because we had to set up this yeah. love triangle for later, and yeah, it's just there's a lot of like stuff that was like, well, shortcut, let's go. You know it, and I agree with Joe. It wasn't a great movie, but I will still buy this on Blu-ray and I watch it and i will i will love watching all these crazy scenes okay. just like i don't I know. know like i th- moment moment by moment i really enjoyed this movie when you look at the whole thing all together you're like this is nonsense like th- this is not this is just a collection of things happening 
and then it stops until we get part two. No, <laughs> see, I mean, I, I liked it overall. Like, for as much as I sat here and bitched and complained, I did. I liked it overall. I mean, it's a movie. I'm actually planning on seeing it again just so I can see it again in theaters. I enjoyed the jump scares because I, I thought the jump scares were, were very well placed. Me too. Um, I was freaked uh, out. You know, this is something that I believe the guys over at Horror Movie Night said about the projector scene where um, the way that Pennywise used the space when he came yeah. through that screen and suddenly he was this, you know, 35 foot tall clown with these chomping layers of teeth or rows of teeth. Mm-hmm. The way he really, he, he literally, I think what they, the guy said is he used the space. And I agree with that sentiment a thousand percent. I love the way that that he that he scared them. And it's actually something you just said a little bit ago, Joe, about how you knew that he was coming every scene. So it didn't get you. But at the same time, that's what got me because now I'm waiting, you know, with when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? I'm waiting for that scare because I know a scare is going to come every scene. And for me, it's the fear and anticipation of like, well, how's he going to get him? What's he going to look like? Because he's gotten me, you know, that first time with Georgie when he opens his mouth. And it's not just, the book describes it like a mouthful of razor sharp teeth. He didn't just have that. He had rows upon rows of razor sharp teeth. And every single time he came out, I jumped. The Georgie scene in the very beginning, I physically reacted with excitement. I loved that. So I was anticipating with fear Every time, every scene that he was coming. Not me. I was cool as a cucumber. And in defense, in defense, in defense of the jump scares, they weren't. They weren't cheap jump scares. Mm -mm. They weren't. They weren't jump scares for the audience. There were jump. There things were happening to these kids. Like he's running at the kids and and he's trying to attack the kids. It's not like there's a cat jumping off screen. Like whoa, gotcha, audience. Like exactly. So so exactly. Yeah, like there I said, wasn't a lot of like misdirection. Exactly. There was one part. There's one part where Bev's dad is coming after her, and he's just in the doorway all of a sudden. That's one. Yeah. That's one they did, but most of them were very like they they were natural. They they worked yeah. naturally within the scene, and that's why I liked it. Like scene yeah. by scene, it was no, all, they're all very well constructed. No. Like a haunted house. Yes, it was like going into a haunted house. Like a haunted house, scene by scene, room by room. It's you know, like, oh, here's. Good, when you're in a good haunted house, you walk into a room, you're like, oh, here's the clown room, mm-hmm. or here's the doctor's room. Yeah, you know, here's the surgery here's the room. Surgery room. <laughs> and, you said- and you know that it's going to come, but if it does it well, it does. you're not sure exactly where. The production value that way was very strong. Yep. Skarsgård's performance was very strong. Um, you didn't talk about the, the dancing dance? clown scene. The dance? Oh, yeah. You talked I, about before I we went even, on the air. I loved it. I loved it, too. I the fact I, that I was thinking of Ashley Simpson the whole time. <laughs> and, and I still, That's what I said. And I still thought it was great because, like, behind him, it looked like the end of the world. Yeah. Well, and he had this, and his head didn't move. Yes, it was like it was a marionette. And that's what it was. If his head moved, it would have completely changed that scene. But the fact that his he head was like, immobile and he's looking. He had like a dead lock on her and his body's like flinging all over like he's a and marionette. Yeah, chaos and the end of the world you. behind him. I think like I actually well, like hid, hid my face at the, one point the, during that because it creeped the, me out so the bad. The immobile head though also accentuates the legs, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So like just in dancing in general, right? Like if yeah. you keep your upper body straight. That's what I always so, do when I dance. Yeah. Oh, no good. So, you know, so it made, I mean, the effect of that, yeah, it's phenomenal. There's, there was another part when he's in the basement and he runs after Bill. And Bill runs up the stairs. It's also like he's yeah. a marionette. It's like he doesn't, it's like something yeah, is controlling like, him like a puppet because the way his head like hits the ground and slides away. 
Like, it's uh, there's so much good stuff like that in and this they, movie that really, like, gets under my skin. And, and I could just watch this movie, like, a scene at a time and you, enjoy it. You talked about getting it, like, on Blu-ray. And mm -hmm. that's why this movie m might be, like, a good thing that you would want to watch on Blu-ray. Because it it's a bad movie in that it lacks the development. But mm -hmm. it is just, like, jump scare after jump scare. So it'd be, it would be fun to watch and, like, keep... And like watch again. Something. It it, I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is just something that I didn't notice, and another reason why I want to watch the movie again to see more of this. Um, Chad noticed this. Uh, did you notice um, the lazy eye? Yeah. Well. Pennywise has a lazy eye. Um, and Jackie, the, the actor, has a lazy eye. <laughs> Okay, well, they made it work. <laughs> well, no, they, okay, I didn't know that. I, I don't, I've never seen this dude. I'm, I'm pretty I've sure, never I'm pretty seen sure Bill Skarsgård has a lazy eye. Okay, well, then maybe this eye. wasn't on purpose. But no, there was... <laughs> well, no, I've never seen this guy in anything. I'd never heard of this guy. I've never seen... I don't even know what he looks he's like out of makeup. He's not in much, right? Like, I don't no, know. No, he's a no, model. The, you don't need to feel bad yeah. for him. But no, so the point <laughs> is, Chad said that whenever... Whenever he was on screen, like sometimes his eyes would kind of be wherever. I there definitely was some CGI stuff because I did notice a little bit of wonky eye. But whenever he was like scaring the kids, one of his lazy eyes was looking at the audience. Like one of them was trained on us, and the other one was on the kids. He's always That's watching. That's good. Yeah, and I didn't pick <laughs> that up. But That's Chad good. said he noticed it with Georgie in the the sewers. And then every time thereafter, he's like, I looked for it. And one of the eyes was always trained on the audience. I got to watch those scenes again on like YouTube and look at that. The yeah. Georgie scene, it's there. That's what he said. I didn't notice it. But like I said, another That's reason why I want to go back and watch to see that like he had his eye on the audience the whole time. I feel like this is enjoyable to me the same way a lot of like 80s horror like slasher movies yeah. are enjoyable to me. And it's not a good movie. There's not good character development, but the moment-to-moment -moment stuff is really good. And this movie is jam-packed with, like, crazy, like, tense scenes where, like, you know something awful is about to happen. And and then when it does, like, the payoffs are good. There's good payoffs. Like, it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm, like, I got some yarn and I'm going to get you. Like, <laughs> like, it's always like, oh, crap, you better get out of there right now. Have these child scissors. Yeah. All right. I'm so running with them. Watch out. So let's let's everybody's got to got to make a call. You got to like it, thumbs up or thumbs down it because I feel like everybody's torn uh, other than Joe. Yeah, other than yeah. No, you know, like I said, for as much as I bitch and complain, this is a thumbs up. I'm gonna see it again. I'm gonna own it on Blu-ray when it comes out. I'm gonna be going opening weekend when part chapter two comes out. Like I'm in it. I'm, I'm yeah. Love the book. Love the miniseries. You know, I don't love this movie, but I like it enough to to you know ride the wave with everybody else. Nate, I'll give it a thumbs up. Like I said, I I enjoyed it. It wasn't it wasn't that well constructed as as a complete package, but the moment to moment is enough for me when it comes to something like this. And like I'll always have the book. If I want to read the book, I can read the book. You know, Joe, I'm a tough sell. I get it. I get that. I, I'm a, I, I know I, I, I realize my problem is that I expect a lot. But um, you do. I think that we have seen we horror movies do a really good job of both. I hate to keep going back to the let the right one in. Well, but, you know, there's a movie that was both terrifying and really just well wrought. Right. And I, so if I could it's, go back to Charlie's. 
I didn't say it was perfect. I said it was terrifying and well wrought. If we could go back to Charlie's point about what do you do, I think Jackie's point that the kids never go after Pennywise in this. They just reluctantly kind of circle mm -hmm. around until they have no other choice. And and to me that something like that is as little as small as that sounds makes a huge difference because when you're 13 and you watch the Losers Club go after him, you say, "Damn, you know, I okay, you know, I wonder if I would go after him." And then so when they start to come apart only to then come back together, only to then go their separate ways, only to come back together again. It adds a certain resonance to that that I thought just wasn't there in this. I also want to, real quick before we're done, because it feels like we're almost done, um, say that, um, you know, I, I don't think any of that is the fault of, of Pennywise, though. I think Pennywise is really well done in this movie. Um, Almost, if, if you could call it, maybe they should have just called it Pennywise yeah. and changed the plot a little bit. And it might, it, I, it might have, because to go back to Charlie's point, well, what can you do? Unfortunately for me, the answer is create a different movie with a really kick ass antagonist who scares you and who terrifies you and comes after you, who is not the same antagonist that we've had over and over again stop with the goddamn reboots and make a new freaking character somebody go out and invent a new pennywise I think, a character I think that originally is created and wrought to do these same things that's that's my answer don't rely on 30 year old 50 year old characters that we already know Wait, go make out. new ones i just need yeah. to say that a couple episodes ago that was me and marissa's argument to the shining <laughs> don't call it the shining Call it something else. Exactly what you just said yeah, was no, our I, argument. I'm, I'm Listen, not, here's I, I the thing. Here's the the thing. There's not no a reboot. There's no like the miniseries. Like, it, if you look at it, it's way less enjoy. Like, it has more elements the from the book. Committed to film. No, no, no. I'm talking yeah, about it. I'm talking about it. I'm answering Marissa's face. Oh my god! Don't answer Sorry. her face. <laughs> yeah. It speaks. It speaks <laughs> multitudes that can't be responded to in a short time. I'm saying I'm saying it it has never been done justice and I want to see more people try and and if this does well maybe in 10 years we'll see someone do a mini series and do it right. I want to see it done right. Oh my God, I want to see it done very right. Very well. You know? This did very well. I want I want to see it done right and Should that's why I'm that? not like Richie no because the mini series for all the things the mini series did right it did 10 million times the more things wrong. Like it did so many things wrong. It did so many things wrong, Jackie. The the acting is the is horrendous in that miniseries. There's there's very like some of the child actors. Jonathan Brandis is very good in it. You um, leave Harry Anderson alone. <laughs> Harry, Harry Anderson is a camera mugging son of a bitch. He's awful. Um, um, even even Ritter even Ritter is bad in it. Everyone yeah. is bad. And Ritter's in that movie. usually good. And it's he's just not that everyone's bad. They don't have time. They don't have time to make anything believable. They have to rush through every scene. And it's not. I'm not trying to shit on all these actors, but it, watching it again, like it's just like, uh, I want this. Like I've read this book, and this this book has made me explore a lot of things. Like think about a lot of things. I've thought about this book for the last month and a half of my life. I was listening to a Pixies song the other day. It's just about a little kid riding a bike, but he's talking about putting cards in, in the spokes of his bike. He's talking about going out into the rain. He's talking about evil chasing him down the street on his bike, and he's on the bike so he can go faster. And I'm like, this song's talk it's talking about it, isn't it? Tell him about the thing with the music. What, what thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Cure song, when yeah. they're cleaning the 
Oh, oh, okay. So the Cure song, when when they're cleaning the blood in the one scene, when everyone's doing it and they're playing this Cure song in the background, I was like, oh, that song's good. I don't think I've heard that song before. So I went and I looked at all my Cure albums. And I looked at the song that came before it. The song that came before it is called Blood. That's pretty sweet. So it's the song that comes after the blood. Wow. You clean it up. And, and it's just like a neat little, like, winky, like, sneaky song choice. But like, I don't know. There's probably more stuff like that in this yeah. movie. Yeah, that's it's, clever. It's pretty yeah. neat. I realize what Dad is saying about the whole character development, but I was too occupied with Pennywise and all that was going on, and I enjoyed it. So I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, come on. We, Marissa had made, uh, had said, mentioned that she wanted us to all go around and say what was our Penny, what would be our, oh. if Pennywise was terrorizing us, yeah. what would he be in the form of? I thought about this so all day. I, I just, char, uh, before, I, before I get to that, before we get to that, Charlie was talking about, you know, he's just preoccupied with Pennywise. And that's, yeah, the, that's the glory of being 13 when it comes out, right? Is that Charlie doesn't care about any of these things? He, th- this is. T- I just, I just him. love watching him and, like just destroy right. people. So. And and there's something about that character that really works in this way that you said you felt like One Eye was targeting the audience. I I think I I don't want to keep going back to the well of his performance, but I mean it just might go down as one of the really great film villains. In, in a way that I think, I, I this is such a stupid connection, but I was always really scared of the Wicked Witch of the West when I was a little kid. <laughs> I think that's because Margaret Hamilton had that same quality where it felt like there was this irrational sort of like beat on you that she had. Like, like that she was going after Dorothy, but she was beat on you. And I felt like uh, Pennywise had the same thing. Oh, well, I gave this a lot of thought. Um, so... I don't really know. Probably mine would be, I'm like half, I'm afraid of clowns, so I think it would still be a clown, but uh, he couldn't talk. But what would really scare me is that he would be everywhere I go, but nobody else can see him but me. He would always be with me. Like if I'm here right now, he'd be outside that window. If I'm going to the bathroom, he's at the sink. Yeah, no, there, there he is. He's right there. <laughs> if anywhere I am, he's there no, that's too. That's Jordan. <laughs> yeah, <It's laughs> that would be twice as terrifying. <laughs> no, but like yeah. it's kind of like oh, it's kind of like a sixth sense kind of thing, or like I only I can see it. <laughs> yeah, only I can see it, and nobody else can see it. And he will like won't attack me, but it's just he's always there. Uh, when I yeah, when I was a little kid, my Pennywise would have definitely been the Wicked Witch of the West. Today it would be four <laughs> more years of Trump. Absolutely stole exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Four, Four years, years of Trump. Trump is my Pennywise. Yes, that's right. Is Trump just I, Pennywise? I, don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm getting stronger every day, <laughs> as he as he bumbles and fumbles his way through the presidency and realizes he can't do any of the things he thinks he can do. I'll tell you what, though, there's no way I'm underestimating him this election, though. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. make that mistake twice. So, Riss, mm-hmm. do you give this one the thumbs up? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so yes, I do give it a thumbs up. <laughs> and um, my Pennywise, it's weird because I keep thinking about, well, first of all, obviously cotton. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I was, when I was a kid, I was actually afraid of cotton. But like, not like, you know, my shirt. Like, now I know. I'm such a fucking weirdo. She was afraid of the fabric of our lives. I was. I was like, I was afraid of cotton. <laughs> And here, no, it makes sense no, when you put it in context. of the inside, right? Like the insides of stuffed, stuffed animals. Because my stuffed animals were pretty much my only friends growing up. So they, like, when they, 
Yeah, well, you you like had to be. It wasn't an optional. So did the stuffed animals. I don't know why they're getting credit. <laughs> they were Stockholm like too. Stuff- this is yeah we (laughs) (laughs) so to be fair um to be fair it was like their their guts you know what i mean like um and and you know what's crazy is that i've thought about this and i don't have fears anymore that are like concrete and can be like my fears nowadays are like loss and like being alone like existential shit right like i miss the days of like i was afraid of cotton and i was afraid of which to be fair pennywise has got to work a lot freaking harder for that right Right. like he's he's really like goes after kids right that's why right yeah it's true he goes after kids he's like it's way easier to scare kids for you pennywise would just be talking then hey hey you just lost all your kids and your yeah, career. Yeah, hey, hey. Like right, he, yeah, or right. like, like I would just be alone. It's a lot more abstract yeah, than like He has to so become abstract. a very different kind of artist. You know, I like know. Clogged arteries. Like, you know, how does he right, represent like that? Your, through, like your blood, you know, <laughs> yeah, blood your cholesterol's pressure. high. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, no, up yeah. Down, you yeah, know, like, squeezing your arm. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just here squeezing right, my arm. Right, Like, your hair's falling out. You know, like, it's all very, it's all very, like, nuanced and, and based on other people now. Pennywise would be Wilfred Brimley if your fear is oh my yeah. God diabetes. Yeah, so I don't diabetes. I don't know. Pen, my Pennywise bad. is is just like death and loss now. Like it's so well, abstract. Yeah, no, I think I think that I'm like the same way. But there is a I read a, a short story by Stephen King about this kid who has to stay at the house with his grandmother, who is, you know, she's on her deathbed basically, and he's just he just hears her in the other room like like wheezing and like. And at some point, like, the noises stop. And he's like, oh, my God, is she dead? And he goes in there, and she's, like, moving. Like, her eyes, like, roll back, and she turns out to be, like, a witch or something crazy. But, like, just, just like, all of that, like, that story really resonated with me as someone who lives with my elderly father. Like, that's probably what it would be for me. It's just, like, hearing my father, like, getting, like, coughing, and then, like, all this, like, sudden silence in the other room. And then, you know, something like and then, he's a witch. and then he's a witch. It turns out he's a witch at the end. <laughs> what a, Not a warlock, yeah. a witch. No, he'd be a witch. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be a witch. Jackie, um, you know what? I don't think it really mattered what form Pennywise took. Being chased—that's my recurring nightmare—is just being chased. Which is why that scene in the movie really with the water, when he starts running after Bill shook me like that's that's i i have a recurring nightmare about being chased like if you ever want to fuck with me just start running after me and it just it makes me very nervous like i so it did really you play tag as yeah. a child <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know there's just something about yeah being chased just gets me so it really wouldn't matter what form he was in if he just started running after me i'm, I'm done i got sorry a movie. guys i got a movie for you it's a french movie it's called you it's about it's it's them. It's about these people that live out in the woods, and these people just break in their house, and like they kill the they kill the girl's like husband, and she's just running from them in the woods the whole time. Also, just the chase with Charlie Sheen <laughs> that one worked really yes, well. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, the, guys. The part the part with the red hot chili or peppers or is horrifying. Man, another Stephen King book, right? Yeah, well, or Maximum Circle. Overdrive. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We just got back from a break where we all started chasing Jackie. <laughs> but we're back now. It's all good. Jackie we settled her down. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jordan, you're up. So, you know, up until a few weeks ago, I probably would have had more of an abstract kind of loss and death and my children. But then I was in the elevator at work, and the lights started flashing, 
and it didn't, the door didn't open, and all those claustrophobic thoughts came back, and I was like, oh man. And I think it would probably be something like that, although I don't know how yeah. they really happened. Pennywise, Pennywise is And the it turns out the old lady that. was the devil the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> As she is. So. What happened at work? Well, I don't know. I got out once it opened, and I walked the rest of the way. I haven't been in the elevator since. It's been a few weeks ago. The elevator. You yeah. need to make yeah. this into a story. Yeah. <laughs> That's Pennywise is like a cardboard box I'm that he puts you in. Man. It's the, the opening speed. of speed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For most of us, our recommendation is if you haven't seen it, yeah. and you for those of us to who the count. podcast uh, up to this point, we've spoiled a bunch of shit for you, but yeah, sorry. go see it. Uh, it's a good movie. You know, Be your own judge. Spend the uh, you know, 10 bucks or so on the, on the ticket. Be 10 bucks? Don't be We'll say you like cute. IMAX, if, yeah. if you appreciate a good haunted house style movie where it's just like, you know, there's a series of, of, of like, self-contained, like, little scenes, and, and you can appreciate it on a scene-by-scene basis, and you're not looking for something, some bigger picture to draw everything together and make it work more as a complete package, then you, you will have a very good time with it. So we would like to thank all of our guest ghouls tonight. Charlie, thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us tonight. No problem. Jordan, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you now on. Now you, you can do your plugs, Jordan. I'm my yeah. own ghoul. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're one of the ghouls. You're, you're just, just one of the ghouls. Uh, and, and as always, the other half of my heart, all right, Jack. Take off. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> give us we hold give hands. Your <laughs> if you are a ghoul in the Pittsburgh area, you should check out Barrel House Magazine's Conversations Conference on the 21st of October. Go to barrelhousemag.com. In a week or so, check out my article for Quirk Press called Stephen King Mashups. If you liked this podcast, you'll love that article. Or jocostyle.com, at jocostyle. Daddy Film School just did High Noon, and we will be oh. reviewing American Graffiti next week. Nice. Shanghai that's noon? exciting. Shanghai <laughs> Noon. That's, uh, <laughs> the buddy films. That's excellent. Yeah. I'd also like to give a shout out to our to our homies over at Horror Movie Night. They've been showing us the love and giving us a little guidance and kind of uh, taking us under their wing a little bit. We really appreciate it. Also, I want to give a special shout out to the Girls of the Axe Wound Film Festival, which we are a proud, proud, proud sponsor of. Um, if you are anywhere near the festival or anywhere involved in it, uh, thanks for having us and thanks for letting us support you guys. So thanks to the Axe Wound Film Festival and all the girls involved in Women in Horror. Thank you to the uh, makers of I Bake Tim a Cake who were awesome enough to let me review their film for them. And it was mind-blowingly good. So thank you to them and thank you to all the people out there who have been networking and hanging out with us lately. So don't forget to check us out on social media. You can just search Jersey Ghouls and find us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You can find our podcast and our blog, Hilarious Wit and Beautiful Faces, on jerseyghouls.com. You can also search Jersey Ghouls on iTunes. There was a little bit of a snafu that I believe. Ashley Gutierrez. (laughs) (laughs) So you can now find us again on iTunes. uh, And we're actually called the Jersey Ghouls again, not like a beauty blog. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, so for for Nate and Marissa, uh, I'm Jackie. What about Nate? I just said for Nate and Marissa. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. Do it again. I am, I I am just putting go, my thoughts into Jackie's head and making them come out of her mouth. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. yeah. All, all right. I'm um, not doing any of that. that was we don't have lot. a sign off. So. I can't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> no more of that. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Uh, bye. I love you. Bye. Terrible. I like that you told our audience you love them. Thank you.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 